2: Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and this is my mum, Lenny. Hi. How are you, mum?
1: I'm a bit tired, darling. Yeah, me too. Yep. Every hour on the button. Ah, wow.
2: Yeah, the eight-month regression is cool and the stomach bug that both my children have had over the weekend is...
1: um, Oh,
2: mate, it's it's the first time we've actually experienced, like... A double um, up. A double whammy.
1: A double projectile vomit.
2: But it's okay. Today is a beautiful autumnal day. It's crisp, blue skies, my favourite time of year. And we have got a Halloween party coming up. So, we have lots of pumpkins. We went went to a pumpkin patch. It felt quite American. It was sweet. It was funny. It was in Wimbledon Common and... Wimbledon Park. Wimbledon Park. I wouldn't say it's so much a pumpkin patch. It was...
1: Pumpkins on the ground. Pumpkins strewn
2: across... A park but you got a wheelbarrow and it was quite good fun so we picked up like about eight pumpkins so we decided to use some of that pumpkin meat which call it meat yeah pumpkin flesh, meat, flesh m- m- pumpkin flesh <laughs> um for our guest today and I thought of a chai pumpkin cake with cream cheese frosting and maple covered pecans would be quite nice and then I realized that it's kind of like it's like the seasonal Starbucks thing, the chai latte we've done, apart from, yeah, so that's what we're doing. We're doing a bunt cake. I don't know if it's going to taste nice. It looks very pretty.
1: I've done little finger sandwiches. I've done little finger sandwiches,
2: and we're going to have a cup of tea, maybe a glass of Prosecco. Yeah. And Bob's your uncle. And Bob's your uncle. Mum, you're really excited about this guest, aren't you?
1: <gasps> we've been together for so long. <laughs> Is that how it starts? Yeah. Yeah.
2: We've got Rick Astley.
1: And I'm never going to give him up.
2: Do you know how sick he is probably of hearing that?
1: Yeah, but actually an American football team adopted that song about four years ago and it revamped the whole thing Well, again. I'm interested
2: about this. whether Because that... he was
1: in Stock Aitken Waterman. Yeah. So he must know Jason um, and Kylie. And the goss. Who's the goss? The gossip. Were they in Stock Aitken Waterman?
2: No, Mum. Oh, all well, the Zito gossip. Was about five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you mean whether Kylie and Jason really were an item? They were
2: an item. We all know that.
1: Were they really? Yes. We don't really. I want to
2: know. I'm really interested about that kind of hit factory. Apparently, Rick became a kind of viral meme, or Never Gonna Give You Up did. I didn't know this. I still don't really understand. A it's viral? called rolling. And I don't understand it, so I'm going to have to get him to explain. But you know
1: who his best mate is? Who? Mary Berry. Can't believe that. I think he's probably had a better Kate than we could Oh give him god. Today. Oh no. She's the queen. She played drums on his set You're when he my just mind. did a festival what? recently. Have you not seen it on YouTube? Oh Mary my Berry what? playing drums. Just have a look. Mary Berry playing drums on Rick Astley's set. And there she is banging her drums away, age 83 or something. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about this. It's got a deeper voice than George Ezra. Rick Astley coming up on Table Manners. Hi, I'm Lenny. I'm Jess's mum. Doing? How are you doing? Very nice to meet you. So excited to meet you. <laughs> Rick Astley,
2: mm. Thank you for coming over for tea.
3: Absolute pleasure. Glad to be here. It's 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 kind of a nice day out there it's as well. Gorgeous, it's gorgeous. Isn't it? Sort of yeah, it kind of feels yeah. nice to be having tea with you ladies this afternoon.
2: Yeah. You. You've already done like a TV thing with.
3: I've been uh, eating already.
2: You've been eating already. I've had a okay. big morning
3: of eating. We didn't actually eat a lot, to be honest, but um, we tasted a lot of wonderful things. Yeah. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, no, it's really good. Really
2: well, good. Well, mum's hoping that you're going to have a glass of
1: Prosecco. It just
2: yeah. enables yeah. Of, her I'm to be. I'm not normally able to a, open a bubbly it. drinker, but no, if you're going bubbly to No, this
3: I, I,
1: I'd like, I'll have a big glass of wine if okay. you prefer sounds that. Sounds good. Darling. Yeah, I'll <laughs> go <laughs> to the floor. Don't even need to ask me twice. But it's
3: funny, obviously, if you go to a wedding or a function, a do. Yeah. You get served something bubbly, don't you? And I do, obviously. I'm not. Yeah, room, some so drink some it, people
1: don't like it
3: it's not my favorite thing no and all, I'm, no. all our friends like proper friends they know someone when my wife and i would turn up they just immediately put that back in the you know so ice bucket and you know what
2: will you have
3: i always drink wine really red or white i, I do i love beer still as well i'm well, a real big sort you've of you've got a, yeah. your
2: own beer i have
3: yeah i have um so my wife's from denmark from copenhagen really yeah and um a Danish um, company got in touch with us, Mikkel. They're called, and um, it so turns out that Mikkel, who is Mikkel, uh, was a bit of a fan of mine when he was a kid, and he said, "I want to make you a beer." So we've he's made two, and uh, any day now we're getting the third one. So yeah, and they what kind their, of
2: what kind of beer is well, it? Well, it
3: was like a pills and a lager we've got, and they're doing like an amber ale now. Um, a lot of the beers they do. I've been on a bit of an exploration with them, the, those guys, because we've been to Belgium and stuff and tasted. Some really unusual things. Are
1: Danish beers like blonde beers? Like they can be anything.
3: It, not necessarily, no. Um, the, the whole. Um,
1: is, it he- is Heineken
2: Danish?
3: Heineken is Dutch. Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, my it's word, Dutch woman. I'm
2: supposed to be Carlsberg not, I'm,
3: is what you're after. Uh, Carlsberg. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. There's a massive it. tradition, obviously, all over Europe with beer, and we all have our own way of thinking about it and everything. But um, th- this is like craft brewing. It's a totally different thing. And they've got bars all over the world, like with the. They've got one in Tokyo that we've actually been to, which, believe it or not, has got a Rick Astley toilet. So the only music they've not in the bar they just play your music just you go in the in bathroom the in on the loo on the loop on loop just yeah
1: never going to give you up Any, anything and anything of all that of them. Ilk,
3: yeah yeah but usually never going to give you up yeah but um yeah so that was that was pretty we had to <laughs> we had to go to that bar we've been to a few they've got them i mean they're all over europe as well in different places so they opened they wanted to open a bar in london and we we're, we're involved in that my wife and i and everything so where yeah, is it going to so. be in london the the first bar um is right in right Oh, hello, cats. This
1: bloody cat. Every time we do a podcast now, he's in. Well, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm, big, I'm big on cats. We had a, a brother you? and a sister who are not with us anymore. They, they passed last year. And we had them for 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, they're sort of part of the family, aren't they, big yeah. time? So it's really yeah. kind of. Um, what were they called? Uh, Charlie and Sky. So, yeah, it was it was kind of really hard. To, we, we had to have them put down in the end. Oh. Not at the same time. I know, it's a, but horrible. But it, Yeah, it was. It's really, really R- hard. Rick,
1: where do you come from originally? I'm
3: actually from, uh, I was born in Lancashire in a I'm town Lancashire. called. I'm Lancashire. Are you? Manchester. Oh, Manchester United. Of course. of course. What are you? Man United, of oh. course. yeah, yeah.
1: We're we
2: gonna yeah. do,
3: no, I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh, what, my you again?
2: god, I'm United.
3: Oh, you are, yeah, oh, all right. Yeah. Spurs, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Well, we're we'll forgiving for that, you know what I mean. He's like, <laughs> I like you know. Spurs, you know what?
2: It, I always still think of them as the underdog, even though I know they're I know exactly what I, I know exactly Excuse what you me, mean. We're number what are we, 12? I don't even yes.
3: think about it right 12. now, yeah, it's oh, not no, good no. right now. But
2: growing up, we um, growing up. What did you want to be? Did you want to be a singer? Um,
3: I think I did want to be a singer. I used to play drums, drums when I was, yeah. I, when I, when I was like, yeah, probably 15, when I got on the first drum kit ever at school. And I just loved it. And I kind of knew I was going to love it. And uh, I don't know, really. Uh, I got into a band with some friends. And we were definitely not the cool kids, not by a long stretch. What was the music like? Well, we just did covers, to be honest.
2: What happened to you? You went from being a drummer... To them being a lead singer, oh. kind of did it as a favour, it seems like, or um, not? Or you... No,
3: I, I did I did, a, I did. a couple of things um, once or twice. Like, for instance, one of my best friends who, who I was in a band with, his stepdad had a band, and their lead singer, when they were doing like the clubs and what have you around Christmas, just mm. lost their voice. So I stepped in and did it for them. I was Super 17 song. or 18 or something like that. Yeah, and I was but, singing like a lot of old rock and roll songs and stuff. But it was an amazing experience, and it... And it it also kind of frightened me a little bit and thought, wow, that's really tough. Because doing the club circuit's tough. It's not like yeah. doing, you know what I mean? It's not like doing a, it's just a totally People are film. not always
2: listening. Oh, it's, no. People no, no, can no. be mean. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. But
2: then how does Pete Waterman then step um, into this? Yeah, like- well,
3: well, simply because we, we had um, some guys looking after us in terms of management. And they knew Pete. So
2: it was getting serious.
3: Yeah, well, well, they they were they actually managed a lot of people, for instance, who were on Coronation Street and things like that. And um, Gordon Burns used to do the X yeah, Factor, Burns. so they were a bit more TV than they were rock and roll, let's say. But they did have some bands, and one of them had a connection to Pete Waterman, got him to come to see uh, our band and a few other bands.
1: What was your band called?
3: Uh, at that time, we were called FBI because Neddy, the the guitar player who started the band, was a Shadows freak. And so he he had the black strat and everything, and he wanted to sort of you know its shadows were. His thing for younger viewers get on the internet right I don't now. Don't know what the shows. Okay, are. Jessica, you're going to explain that
1: Cliff Richard and the Shadows. The, the, they were band. his backing band, um, and they did a particular walk. Didn't they did they? They did indeed. They they used to do this.
3: They, they used to do for everyone dun, listening to this. Dun, we're getting a dun, oh, we're getting Jesus, a we're, I mean, right, we we're getting here. a full demonstration here. And
1: they used to do a little um, they did. dance, so, and that's what they did all the way through this.
3: Pretty south. much. That was... Yeah. You know what I mean? So did your mate do the dance whilst... I don't think he ever did it in front of us. I don't think but she ever... Was, he might like, have done it at one but, point. But what you bottom.
1: don't realise, they were fantastic guitarists, the show. Yeah, yeah, I
3: mean... Yeah. They were amazing. And, and, uh, I mean, of its time and, and of its moment, it was probably super cool. Do you know what I mean? But I think yeah. we were teenage kids and, and I did think, hang on a minute, what about... And, and you any anything else, if you know what I mean. No offence to the Shadows, but I'm saying we should be trying to do our own stuff and we should and that's kind of how I became a singer because I borrowed a guitar I kind of learnt a couple of chords from one of the, the other guitar player Will and I just sort of came back to practice and said well what about this and they all kind of looked at me and went well you're now going to sing it then big Ed? so <laughs> so that's how I became the singer really.
2: So then Pete Waterman comes and watches yeah, you. So, yeah
3: a little time after that yeah yeah and he just liked my voice and he but you you have got really a, you've got grateful. Got a really great voice. Thank you. It's You're very deep Thank and you. lovely. Thank you. Um, and he kind of felt he could do something with that. But at the time, nobody, I say nobody, nobody outside the business would have known who Pete Waterman was. He was not uh-huh. a famous person right. at this point. Not okay. at all. I didn't know who he was. He became Another famous
1: because he was on Pop Idol. First. Well, yes, yeah. it, came,
3: it became like probably more of a household name yes, through that. Then. But I mean, but Stock, Stock Aitken Aitken Waterman, and th- those guys had so many hits at one point, it was just daft. They used to have a whiteboard on the wall and literally they would have five songs they'd written and produced in the top 20 sometimes. It was insane. So
1: were you best friends with Kylie and Jason?
3: No, not really. Um, Did you know them? uh, Not really. I mean, I met them a couple of times. I think people think we all lived in a flat together and and all travelled around on a bus and and we never did. I met Kylie, I've met her a few times lately uh, but I mean, have you before, reminisced about no, not really, no. Swap it 's stories, not exactly. No, just, we we need to sit down with a bottle of wine to do that. I think I have done a bit with Jason a bit more because I've done a few gigs with Jason. Oh, yeah, 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 and um, and that's been kind of nice. And actually, at, at, when Kylie um, turned fifty, um, uh, we went we went to a party and stuff, and Jason was there, and also Mike Stock was there, one of the one of the guys from Stock this production it. team, and we had a bit of a natter for quite a while actually, and it was quite funny because I don't know, obviously water goes under the bridge. You know, we were kids, we were, we, we, I'm not saying we did what we were told. I think, again, there was quite a bit written about that, like, it's this conveyor belt and, you know... Mm. Would you, you the know, hit the, factory. Yeah, and and, and and it was a hit factory because they kept having hits and they kept kind of churning them out. Mm. But I don't think they ever sat down and thought, let's just churn out another hit. To them, they loved the whole process of songwriting. They loved... I think they were more in love with songwriting than they were production, to be honest, but right. you'd have to ask them that. Um, but they they kind of found this sound and then, or created the sound, I should say, really. Because the first, when I first went there, I signed a deal with them, their production company, to make Avagot making a record, so for me I'm thinking, great, I'll get to have a go at making a record and see how that works. I wasn't thinking, right, I've just signed to Virgin or Universal or some monster big label mm. and we're going to have this massive. I thought this is a little outfit, we'll see how it goes. Mm. They just happened to have a number one record, literally like the which week. Which one that. was it? The first one I think was Princess, say I'm your number one, which is 1985. Had to
1: say I'm your number one. There you go. Another boom, more. boom, <laughs> drop the mic.
3: Um, <laughs> And then uh, spin me around, by dead or alive, you spin, spin me, me right round, spin right round, round, spin me right right. round. like a massive cane. Cane. So, But they're completely different. They don't, yes, I mean, the, the, yes. If you, if you hear this record that your mum singing, did, the same, I mean, number one, it's kind of like a pop soul kind of, it's a totally different But who different was
1: record. the other one, Sonia.
3: Sonia? No, but she came much later. Oh, uh, she much came later. much later. Yeah, we all yeah, know yeah. Sonia. I'd say shortly after that, or a little while after that, yeah. it was Mel and Kim. And again, those Mel three those three artists and record don't sound anything like each other. What yeah. right. was Mel
1: and Kim's song?
3: Oh, a day, 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 da Oh, Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm need more than coffee for this in a minute. Um, <laughs> um, get the primitive so, filler, so anyway what, what else can i get to was they found a sound yeah. and they found a way of doing things and i think they then sort of fitted the artists that they had signed especially or that they'd kind of cultivated to work with i.e kylie and stuff they wanted to do that and, and um and mel and kim i think were on their label even i think or a label they helped set up uh, and i was signed to their production company i did get released on rca and bmg worldwide boom all the rest of it but I did actually sign to their very small production company, and they created their sound, and we all fitted into it. And I think DJs, journalists, a lot of people kind of poo-pooed it and kind of hated it, to be honest, because it was kind of very, it was pop. very. It was very pop. No, yeah. I guess it that's
2: was... like people having an issue with Max Martin at a certain point when, to some degree, he was dominating but... the charts with Britney and Backst- Backstreet, Backstreet, Backstreet yeah. Boys, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. But Backstage boys now. I'd like to see them. <laughs> That's the tribute. But, yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- yeah. But I think I think Stock Waterman definitely kind of uh, either they or somebody within it all, or somehow they became a really big name, and it was it, they were they, they were almost their records we sang them. And then it changed, obviously, because Kylie became massive, Jason became massive, I did all right. You know. So you become an artist in, in your own right, if you like, but it's almost like, oh, this is the next Stock Water Waterman record.
2: Who wants it? You're going to have it. Yeah, or-
3: slightly different with Jason and Kylie, because they were already famous because of being on TV. But I'm mm-hmm. saying if you'd signed to their production company, people's ears were pricked up more because it was a stock aching Waterman record. Mm. And who's this dude called Rick with a quiff, who looks about 11? So, <gasps> and then eventually you start to get your own thing going. And what was weird for me was that when I went to America, nobody had a clue they were. So it was like starting again, but I kind of liked it because it was like all the interviews aren't about... Yeah. So I have no problem talking about yeah, it, by yeah, the yeah. way. But I'm saying, you know, it was relentless because they were like a household name here. Yeah, do you right. know what I mean? So it was a bit daft But at times. then
1: you're... Um, I'm never going to give you up. Yeah. Became very famous in America
3: recently. Yeah, Because uh, yeah. it was
1: a foot, an American football team adopted. Well, it.
3: it's sort of. I think what's happened with that song, it's just sort of become something else. And oh, it's I love And, and it. I'm, I don't mind at all because I. I yes, it's my tune because I sung it, but it's also. It's so long ago it that belongs it's kind of to us too. Well, there you go, love. That's, that's a very nice I way feel. of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> but I th- so many people have done crazy and weird but, things with it yeah that, can
2: you explain rick rolling
3: because oh, I, 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 I don't i don't understand wish I, could. It. I wish i could i don't understand I think the, what or, it well, means well the original one was that somebody sent an email and within that email there'd be a link to obviously a video you'd click on it and it could be somebody baking a lovely cake mm. it could be somebody doing something rude it could be it could be anything it could be like the winning you know in the Touchdown in a game of football. Of it, yes yeah, fine. it could be anything and then a few seconds into it, or at the, the really pivotal moment of that video, it would click into my video, never going to give you up, you see. Why? Which was probably humorous for a few seconds, and after a while, became unbelievably boring for people, because it also did this thing, on one of them, I think it actually took over your computer for a while, and you had to turn it off to get it to... <laughs> oh my it's like
2: hacking. <laughs> yeah, like, it was a like a bit. virus. It was a bit of a You were a virus. On. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, so Jesus. I think
3: it was Jesse, a sort of more moved. of a meme <laughs> thing, but it also, you know. And then from that, Every now and again, it resurfaces, and someone makes another prank video or does something. The White House rickrolled themselves. Somebody on White House, on the White House staff. This is when Obama was in the White House. So everybody, including the President of the United States, Obama. got an email that day that rickrolled them. And I think that's pretty cool as <laughs> that well. That is cool. Yeah. So, and there's been a few like that that have been kind so of a President bit
1: Obama knows who you are.
2: Of course he does yeah. anyway, though.
3: Yeah, I mean, he might do. He might He's massive do. massive in America. I did all right there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You so. did all right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. What
1: did your mum and dad think? What did, your mom, what did your parents do? Were they...
3: Uh, my mum, well, my mum and dad split up when I was about four, and I'm the youngest of four kids. I'm actually the youngest of five kids. They had a, a son who passed away before I was born Sorry. and before the next eldest was born. I'm the youngest. Um so um they divorced when I was about four um, my mum w- kind of went to work in an office and do an office sort of job in a local company uh, and then when she was I can't remember what age exactly but I'm gonna say late 40s I think she played piano really well as a kid like really amazingly well could sight read you know wow. classical and play wow. it and everything and one of her friends used to do sort of operatic singing at events and things not not like mega professional, but, you know, they'd go and, you know. But, yeah. And my mum used to put a nice frock on and go and play yes. with this friend of hers and do this thing. And cut a long story short, she was invited to play in a wine bar, and she said... And, and it's not like my mum's posh, but I can just see her saying this. Hi, I'm a middle-aged woman. I can't go and possibly play in a... You know. Anyway, she did in the end, and she really liked it. Cut a long story short, she ended up playing piano every night. In a
1: wine every bar? Every night.
3: No, no, well, she played in a wine bar, but she also played in, like, a local... T- I, I don't know whether you can relate to this but certain pubs used to have a piano room yeah so there'd be a pub and people would go to drink in it and then some people might get a sherry or whatever it be and go into the piano room and listen and maybe sing and what have you and I'm probably making it a bit more quaint than perhaps it was but she had a circle of friends there as well and and she and that's how she, she quit her job and became a professional musician how in her midlife how old were you
2: when this happened?
3: I was probably a teenager I was, I was probably mid to late teens I think she learnt to drive. It's fra- it's crazy. My mum's still alive. She's, she's in her eighties, but she's she learnt to drive and took on being a professional piano player in, in her midlife. I think that's pretty bizarre, pretty amazingly yeah, bizarre. You know. Yeah. Um, my dad had a great singing voice, but never did anything. He wasn't a singer. He just sang around the house a lot. Um, I think it was pretty weird for them, to be honest. They I weren't think...
2: together, were they? No, no, no not at all. Did you live no. with your dad?
3: I was, I was, I, I lived with my dad through the week and spent the weekends at my grand's where my mum lived
2: right so are you a foodie
3: I am yeah I mean I don't do you really cook? cook no That's I don't okay my wife's a really good oh, is cook she yeah
2: do you eat a lot of Danish food
3: well we, we do certain Danish things I think what what we have kind of or I have kind of inherited from that is that the Danes have eaten well for a long time they eat pretty healthy um, I know they have Danish pastries they do have flavor. a lot of
1: cheese there?
3: they do have a lot of cheese and bacon yeah. They do have, well. They ship most of the bacon here, to be honest. Do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah,
1: they're not bothered about
2: it.
3: No, they do. They, are, they do like the bacon, but all the they're always moaning because the best bacon comes here, evidently. Ah. But, yeah, which is a weird it's thing. It's
1: Jansen's Temptation from Denmark. No, Swedish. Uh, Swedish.
3: Anyway, right. What's that like, then?
1: It's like a
2: Dauphinois. Potato oh, really? with, done with like, anchovies, but oh. it's, um, and like crisp bread on top. Oh, sounds it's really good. nice. Mm. It's, okay. in, the, no, it's in the book. Okay, it's okay, cookbook. great. We'll get you a copy.
3: Absolutely, bring it on. My wife will be all over that. <laughs> so,
2: what does your wife cook? That's like Just traditionally... a bit of
3: everything. Well, one of the things that she gets asked to make uh, is a thing called, uh, which is in Danish is pronounced Kaisil, which is curried herrings. Which sounds a bit awful, but no. is amazing. Oh It's wow. freaky good. And so Lena's it's mom, fresh herring. Yeah. But what you do is it, you cut up apple as well into like chunks of apple mm. and you boil egg and cut that up and put it into it. And then there's this curry sauce, Is I can't can describe it. And it doesn't sound that amazing. Do you eat it
1: hot or cold?
2: No,
3: you eat it cold on rye bread. And the thing is, we... So it's
2: like a coronation chicken, but with a coronation herring. Like, coronation herring. herring.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And listen, believe me, I, I've, I had to kind of like steel myself to eat it the first time. But my God, once you've had it, it's like, it's slightly addictive. Oh, and, and, I get it. And um, we, we, we moved about six years ago and we used to live across the road from some really lovely people who were still really good friends with them. were godparents to a couple of their kids and stuff. So sometimes we'd nip over at Christmas. They've got a really big family anyway. So, But we'd go over sometimes and maybe not do the Christmas lunch with them. But I think we have a few times. But, you know, we'd, have, we'd get together at some point <clears throat> And Lena, my wife, had to make... huge bowl because they've got quite a few boys as well in their family you know and girls but they've got a few boys that could eat you know for England kind of thing and uh, she'd have to make the huge bowl of it it. yeah and and she made her own rye bread as well and she still does wow and they they when we go and visit them now Christmas or not or whatever time of year she has to bring a bowl of this <laughs> and, a, and a rye bread
1: is it pickled herring
3: yeah yeah yeah
1: so it's, I've got some in the fridge I, I like the idea of this and it's called Kaiser.
3: yeah a kaisil because sill S-A-L-D, 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 s-a-l-d is how they pronounce but curried herrings if you find curried herrings kaisil. not everyone puts egg and apple in it I don't think but I think you should oh yeah I love that yeah.
2: you know what I'm actually really hungry can we just yeah. have the little fi- we've just made finger sandwiches right. I'm, like I'm they're very like we're, and we're then some cake too we're having tea are you ready for a cup of tea yeah I'd love a
3: of tea yeah. After,
2: yeah okay um mom, thanks. whilst mum makes a cup of tea and gets Fantastic. the sandwiches so growing up mm. with in the house um when you were younger who did the cooking
3: well we we had a housekeeper oh, which right. which is kind of yeah was a bit odd really because um,
1: That's
3: what looking <laughs> yeah. um yeah mrs hill who you know became a massive figure in my life she was never going to you know take the place of my mum obviously thank you um she was the the woman in our house if you like you know what I mean and would be there kind of you know as we woke up and would be there when I got home from school and stuff and in uh, to be in your dad's house rather than your mum's house in a you know a, a broken family if you want to call it that was kind of odd back then uh it's probably a lot more normal now and so it should be but back then it was kind of unusual because I'm from a very working class town my dad had a little business he had a little garden center but we weren't wealthy we weren't poor by any stretch of the imagination but we weren't wealthy Do you have sugar milk? No thanks just some milk builders tea would be great please nice and strong,
2: strong. help yourself to some sandwiches thank you my if love you So the housekeeper lived with your dad
3: She didn't live with us she just lived down the road but she would she'd be there literally as we woke up and stuff so we had it wasn't like we just grew up with my dad if you know what I mean in terms of him trying to take care of stuff yeah. so um, but my dad did cook sometimes, which again was probably a bit freaky if you think back to those mm-hmm. days. It was, you know, it was a woman's place to be in the kitchen, wasn't it? And I don't mm-hmm. mean I'm saying that, no, I'm no, saying, no, you know no. what I yeah, mean, yeah, that, yeah, that was the way society looked at the world oh, sometimes. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, that's great.
2: So so what did Mrs Hill
3: cook? Cook.
2: What was her wow. meal? What now was your talking. most memorable meal that Mrs um, Hill used to make? She used to, to make? make
3: Lancashire hot pot, I seem to remember, that oh, was yeah. pretty amazing, actually. If you get the crust right, you know. <laughs> um, One of the things I used to love was potato cakes, Mm, just grilled, and I I haven't had potato cake for years. Actually, thinking about it, yeah. Um, So nothing. It wasn't. I don't think I grew up a foodie in any way. Straight, just not even close to it. Um, I think the most exciting thing to look forward to was that we used to go to a Chinese restaurant with my auntie's family sometimes, which was like so exotic. It was just (laughs) off the scale, you know. And it was in a beautiful little part of Cheshire as well. So it was, a, it was an event to go to it, if you know what I mean. And again, something that would be a treat would, that we'd go to a pub where you'd you'd have like, you know, scampionships chips or mm. God knows what is pub food back then, you know. Um, I didn't really grow up in a foodie family in that way at all.
1: Are you touring in England at all? We
3: are going to tour in England, but that's next April. We we go to Australia and New Zealand and Japan first in, in February February, March, and then we we'll come it. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So,
2: so and this is for fifty.
3: No, no, we're kind of we're we're, we're doing, doing the best of at the moment, and we're kind of like.
2: Didn't you already had a greatest
3: hits? I might have done a long time ago, yeah, but I'm not done for a long time, oh. yeah. And to see,
1: I knew this. No, okay, sorry. I knew this, you said it's the 50 one. I don't even know either. I don't even know either. It's fine. Jesse, you're a real fan.
3: I'm not a pro, sorry. (laughs) Um, um, So basically what I've done is I've I've re-recorded a lot of the old songs again. So so all all the original versions are there, but we've literally done them again. And uh, partly because when we discussed this thing about doing a best of, I was kind of saying, well, yeah, but it's all out there. Yeah, how, can, right. how can you just yeah. repackage it and say, "Here is again, folks. It's like, you've got to do something with it. So we recorded one brand new song, and then I think I did 11 in the end of all the old ones. So Never Gonna Give You Up Together Forever and a bunch of others. And a couple of the newer ones as well, I've kind of just redone for fun and just said, well, boom, that's that. Um, and it's been really interesting to do because for one, some of them are really old, like really old. And I've been singing them a long time. I did have a, I stopped for about 15 years in the middle of it all. Um, I say the middle of it all, it sounds so whatever. I just stopped and never thought I'd do it again, to be honest. Because you were just and sick then, of it. I was sick of it. We'd had our daughter. Um, How many just, children have you got? Just one. And I just kind of, I wasn't really enjoying it, that's for sure. And it wasn't really a lot about music. I wasn't really doing a whole lot of music. Mm. I did a lot of, you know, miming on TV. I did a lot of, because um, again, in the late 80s and possibly early 90s, I guess... You went on TV and mimed. You didn't really go on TV and sing. Mm. Nobody sang on top of the pops. Really?
1: What? No, Nobody. darling. If you go
3: back to like Duran Duran, one of the things I loved about them, when they were on top of the pops every now and again, they just all swap instruments. So like, just he didn't you know? John Taylor and Andy no. Taylor should be playing guitar and bass. They just swap and so I'll do that to I would have
2: thought that yeah but I mean singing was live
3: Yeah no No, no nobody sang live Everyone that no was no the whole No one sang point. live Nobody sang However
1: live good you were at lip syncing was the thing Quite often people don't the they
3: wouldn't even bother to use a microphone no. They just sing to the camera
1: That's really depressing Yeah oh. I want to know how you became best mates with Mary Berry. Well,
2: whilst um, we have some cake, which is yeah. definitely yeah. not going well, to sound a taste as good. i going to eat more sandwiches, mm. darling. Now, can I just say, do you want a glass of wine? Oh, yeah, come on. Do you want a
1: glass of red or a little oh,
2: whatever of white? Whatever you're going
3: to open or you've got to open.
1: I'll I'll open. Love it. Because we yeah, we all drink.
2: Okay. Well, I do. <laughs> okay. there will be a little so tipple. Um, But, um, Yeah. Disclaimer: Who knows what this is going to taste like? But the icing is sweet and uh, there's enough of it.
3: Oh, oh, my, oh my God! You Mum, you okay.
1: Yeah, what I happened? Know. I was looking at Alice.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh you just, all right?
2: uh, a Spilt glass. That's fine. Okay. Oh, it didn't it break. Anyway, it didn't
3: break. You some
2: cake, by the yeah. way. Yeah, everyone yeah. has some. Actually, you know what? It's it's it, I hate the word. It's moist. Oh, oh moist. That's That's if twist. you only
3: knew. <laughs> What? Can even, well, oh my
2: God, tell me. Oh, are you about to say something about moist? Well,
3: I have fans who hold up cards that say moist. Oh
2: my God, oh my what? God. what? What? That why? That's disgusting. That is a really <laughs> weird way to say that they're well, really enjoying it's because, your show.
3: No, it's because. You know when you're on stage and you say something a bit, not weird, but just, just comes out of your mouth and you think, what the... F- why the... F-
2: yeah, you know? I, I do yeah. that all the time, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: So... I don't know where we were, and it was raining, and I said, oh, my God, you poor people, Dilida, you, you know, you must be soaked, are you wet, are you... Mo-? And it just came out, and just said, moist. <laughs> and moist? I just burst out laughing, and my band, and I looked right at Simon playing drums, and he's just falling apart, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God. And then sure enough, like, a week later, or wherever we were later, and, and someone had come to the gig again, and the holder and that, so...
2: That is a really unfortunate... It is,
3: it is, but it's also, it's like a really, it's like a really old way of describing that condition if it is a condition. Do you know <laughs> a what I mean? Or just I don't know what it is, but it's oh, no. moist. You know what <laughs> I mean? Love it. That's, that's, well, that's enjoy me
2: my bomb. moist cake. Well, the cake's Darn, fantastic. It's quite like good.
1: Mm. It's a terrible word, moist. It's mm. all
2: right this. I mean, I am definitely not a baker, but speaking of bakers, I'm liking yeah. It, by the way. How on mm. earth did Mary Berry mm. end up playing drums for you at well, Camp Festival?
3: She was doing a show where the whole thing was about being at a festival and the food at a festival and how you how you are at a festival you know and um so she taught me how to make muffins and i don't i don't cook at all really i mean i can i can feed myself if i'm on my own and also because i'm so lucky that i get to eat in a lot of great places here, there and everywhere with work and stuff I'm quite happy sometimes to go home and just have beans on toast or a cheese sandwich, because I'm just kind of like, whatever, I'm over it, I don't need to, you know. But anyway, she taught me to make these muffins, which were amazing. What um, were they? Well, they were like, they weren't sweet in any way. Um, they actually had some basil in them. Were they are savoury muffin? Wow. Yeah, yeah, savoury, yeah, okay. and, but really amazing. Like, really good, actually. Kind of, I'm just, you know, I mean, I've gone, because I've gone sweet with this right now. And, Is that nice? I think
2: it's all right, you know. I'm not, Mm. it's it's almost too moist. I hate to say it. It can never be too moist. (laughs) That's what she Um, said.
3: And then I think it was my wife actually who had the idea. She said, Well, why doesn't Rick teach Mary how to play drums? So, and the answer came back, Yes. So we're like, Bring it on. So we were doing this festival, obviously, festival, camp festival. So she. Well, it was an amazing... The whole thing was great, really, because it's a very family festival and it was just a lot of fun. So early on in the set, uh, we'd arranged that Mary would come up. And in the afternoon, I kind of showed her a little bit on the drums and what have you. And um, and she came up all guns blazing. Did you I remember really, what you taught her? Well, I wouldn't say, <laughs> and I mean this in, with all the love in the world, I wouldn't say she's going to be taking over for... You know, she's not going to be taking the seat of the Foo Fighters' Taylor Hawkins any day soon, wow. but... But
1: just the go. fact, just the
3: fact that she came out in front of I don't know thousands and thousands of people at a proper festival, and just leathered them.
2: Speaking and what a perfect sequence into oh, yeah. another sorry yeah live situation yeah. you found yourself in yeah
3: bonkers yeah yeah
2: you went you were both playing Supersonic Summer Sonic Somersonic, yeah is it? yeah mm. in uh, Japan mm. which is like supposed to be the most amazing festival. It was really good, yeah, it's amazing. And you were playing, and so mm. was the Foo Fighters. Mm. And you're a massive Foo Fighters fan.
3: I am, yeah. So. Well, the weird thing was, I have a couple of friends, and we have a midlife crisis rock band. <laughs> um, and the only way we get away with it is because we always give the money to charity. We're called the Luddites, and we do little gigs around where we kind of live and what have you. We played Shepherds Bush Empire, by the way. Wow, hold the top. Hold the phone. Um, we got some help to do that. But anyway, we did it. Um, so we only play like punky stuff from when we were learning and what have you, from back when we were teenagers and stuff.
2: And um, Any of the old FBI members in there?
3: Oh, no. No, 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 no. We're talking like... Um, um,
2: Sorry's finest.
3: Uh, <laughs> no, we're talking like, for instance, if we, if we... Let's say we do Sex Pistols, Clash, anything from when we were kids yeah. that, that we remember getting in our first band to go, well, how do you play this? How do you do that? And like I say, I ended up in a band that was a Shadows freak, Neddy, mm. love you, but freak. Um, <laughs> um, but a lot of the songs that bands of the, of the... You know, and we did occasionally, we learned something that... Like, like Teenage Kicks, for instance, because it's, you know, so, punk. the whole so ethic of punk song, was about almost anyone can do it. They couldn't, but it felt like that. Yeah. So anyway, so this midlife crisis rock band called The Luddites that love I have it. with my friends, um, we also murdered some Foo Fighter songs. So... I'm which really, ones? Um, we do Times Like These, Great. Song. which is a bitch, because I have to sing it and drum it. Um, oh my God,
2: you are Dave Grohl?
3: Uh, I would hardly say I'm Dave Grohl, to be honest, but I... Um,
2: in your I, head you are that Oh, in my night. head I am, of course yeah, I am, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, so anyway, I am very aware of their music, and I've been a big fan of theirs for years. It wasn't just that, that night kind of thing. And so we we'd played at the festival that afternoon and what have you, and we were just hanging out. It was Japan. We were all, I say we, my wife and the band, crew, various members, we were all a bit jet-lagged. We'd had a few beers because we're done. We're like, you know, yeah. we've got one more gig somewhere in Tokyo in a day Definitely. or two. We're done. we have f- you know, let's have a few beers. And we got on the side of the stage behind a barrier watching the band and Dave Grohl comes walking over. And we all moved because we thought because um, one of the guitar players Chris was he'd come over to some other friends and we thought that Dave Grohl was doing the exact same thing we thought he's coming to this the, he must know these people as well so we're all moving out of the way and he's kind of following me and I'm going what, what? and then he, and then he gave me a big hug and then and so we you know said hello and all the rest of it he goes back out this is in the middle of the set oh my god the plane never met them so then he's out there and and then all of a sudden the barrier is moved away half an hour later one of the tech guys hands me a mic and said, Dave wants you out front.
2: Oh my God. Am this I, is like,
3: for what reason exactly? What, what? <laughs> Did you know? Bradley
2: Cooper watch
3: this <laughs> and
2: reimagine it in a star is yeah, born well. and you were Lady Gaga singing <clears throat> shallow?
3: If only I were Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was mad.
2: And what, and they reimagined it in a kind of foo fight. Yeah, because I,
3: I, I didn't know this at the time, but they knew the tune and I think had would kicked it around because they'd done it on something or whatever. But I didn't know that. Obviously, I didn't know that. And um, so he just whispers in my ear. He says, uh, so we're going to do your tune, but it's going to be a bit like Teen Spirit. Sick. I'm like, yeah.
1: (laughs) How does that work?
3: Why would would that not be happening right now in front of 50,000 people in a baseball stadium in Japan? Yeah, yeah. This is a normal Friday night. You know what I mean. I love it. So I turned round to the audience, and I wasn't trying to be rock and roll. I genuinely was not. I just—it just came out of me, a bit like Moist did, right? (laughs) I just screamed at the top of my voice, "Come on, you motherfuckers!" Because I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know. It was just like. Boy
1: from Lancashire.
3: Well, yeah, I was about a yard in front of myself. I was about three steps in front of myself, looking at myself, screaming, "Come on, you motherfuckers!" Anyway. So so they kicked off and we did it and it was just really really good fun. It was really good fun. So good um, that you did
2: it a year later, or you were yeah. On well, actually, they
3: did it. They they came to London not long after that because uh, of the release of, of that current album, and so they texted and said, "Do you want to come do your thing again?" I'm like, "Yeah, great." You know, so I went. And the weird thing that night was that it was like it was an arena. It was Britain. I wasn't pissed at all. It was kind of like oh oh. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it was
3: brilliant. It was really good fun because partly I hung out with them a bit before this time, and I hung out with them obviously in Japan afterwards. We all did, you know. They were just really comfy with everybody, Mm. as you know, they're just proper people, you know. Mm. Um, And then they did a they they've reignited a festival from the seventies and they curate it and everything in California. So we went and did that, and we hung out with them and their friends. Well, I just got up and did that one song with them. You know what I mean? It's just I just think it's just a fun it's just a mad weird other universe thing to do but, but then but then the, the weird thing was that um, I call him Dave now of course Dave, oh, my know. mate Dave yeah um, he texted me and said look I'm doing this thing for the NME uh, it's just this little club I'm gonna go along and just play on the guitar a song or two and I thought you might want to come and we'd just jam a bit. And I'm like, so I'm like so I texted him and said yeah great you know brill where is it when is it whatever so you besties I wouldn't say besties, but it's just, just, they all are. They're just really, considering where they are, where they've been, what they've, what they've done, they're pretty amazing to be around. They're really comfortable people, and there's just no bullshit, and there's just sort of, you know. And when they actually go in their little jam room before they play to get warmed up for stage, it feels to me, and maybe I'm talking shop and I shouldn't be here, but, I mean, it feels to me like a bunch of young guys who've just gone, fuck it, we're going to have this. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's exactly what you want it to be. Mm. It's, it's not like they're all there getting out of a different limo each. And ca- They might be. That's up to them how they travel. I don't mean that. What I'm saying is they come together as this band to go on that stage and it's like there's still a real about it. You know what I mean? So and this was in a small place. Oh, God. London. This is like four or five hundred people. So I got there and uh, Rami, the, the keyboard player, was there as well. And so he came. And, and we were just... And there was a band on first anyway. Um, so there was a bunch of gear on stage. And then so, so Dave, as I now call him, um, was saying, well, listen, I'm going to do this, this track from the first album, basically. And then he said, no, we'll do your tune. And then he said, we'll do Everlong, which is one of the yeah. all-time monster, hmm. amazing tracks. And he said, do you want to play drums or guitar on that? And I'm like, Dave, <gasps> what are you talking... I'm not going to... What? What? And he said, well, I know, because he's seen me do it a little bit on... The know, Luddites. Uh, yeah, well, that and also YouTube, you I'm cover? guessing. We don't actually <laughs> cover that, funny enough, no, but... oh god you're
2: a bit like shit well i'm just like what so
3: i just said to him flat i just said no that ain't gonna happen because i'm like the reality of that is something different to discussing it over a beer in a dressing room it's like i don't know do you know what i mean because what i'm saying is the other times there hasn't been a whole lot of time to think about it it's just three fighters are playing i'm gonna get up and sing a song i've sung a million times as long as I do my bit, they're going to be amazing. It'll be great.
0: Yeah.
3: When somebody like Dave Grohl says, "Do you want to play guitar or drums?" Yeah. You just melt. You know. Uh-huh. Well, I did. So um, I said, "No, I'm not doing that, Dave." Anyway, so so well, they, I think that's a bit wet.
1: It's a bit moist.
3: Come you, on, yeah, well, a bit moist. Well, I yeah. tell you what. Next time they're in town, <laughs> okay, right, <laughs> you can come and bring your banjo. <laughs> but
1: I think uh, so you what could happened? Have done. Because no, you didn't
3: anyway, did so, on the drums. no. Well, the thing is, what happened was they so so they go up there, the, the two of them. Dave plays the first song we ran in. They're playing away, and then so the thing was, I was meant to get up and sing "Never Gonna Give You Up" with him and them, and um, but then he just goes into times like these. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening now, but that's fine. I'm all for it, you know. I'm a fan. I'm I'm with the other 499 people, you know, Um, and I just thought there's a drum kit there, you know. Ah bollocks! So (laughs) so so I got on. I scrabbled onto the stage because it was like packed. This place, you couldn't even get, you know. So I got up there and I just thought, right, I'm going to play drums for Dave Grohl and that's going to happen right now. Here we go. So
2: you stage so, invaded. So,
3: yeah, so I played like three or four Foo Fighter Monster Tunes <gasps> and then we did Never Gonna Give You Up and then he ended with Everlong.
2: And did you play on Everlong?
3: Yeah. You did it! Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Not so much. Well, I know, but
3: it was, but it was just... The, it was the, anyway, it was just one that's of them amazing. things. was amazing. Yeah, no, it was. It was. And the weird thing is, yeah, it's, it's, if it was a friend doing it, I wouldn't have batted an eyelid. But it's almost like, don't get me wrong, I'm not being sycophantic, but I'm well, maybe I am actually. But I'm thinking there's a lot of people in that audience as well who are going to have a moment right now of him being able to do that, right? And what I don't want to do is mess it up, if you know what I mean. But it was so informal and so kind of like off the cuff. Again, I know I'm being, uh, but what I loved about it was he didn't even bring a guitar. He just said, "I'll just borrow one." It's, it's not like three techs came God, down and said, "Right, how big's the stage? What are the lights like? We need three a days guitars. We need them vacuum packed. We need them this. Yeah. We need these tube amps brought in from America." It's just, just give me a guitar it's and let's amazing. go. Let's go. What a dude! Yeah. Where
1: did he borrow it
3: from? from? the band who were playing that night. He knew there was a band on, so he thought, oh, okay. "I'll borrow a guitar." I don't know whether he checked whether he was a lefty or not. You know what I oh mean? My he could God, have
1: that gone. That's so funny.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Felix if you... has a left. I did not know Paul McCartney. That. Come on.
1: Yeah. Well, I never knew that. Of course, Mom. Yeah. But I, I don't know why I never knew it. Do so you but feel I like I all
2: the poor left-handed people should have to play right-handed
1: guitar? Oh, because it's all upside down. Yeah. If you. Mm. I just never knew that. There you go. There,
3: there go. are people it's who can obvious. do both, and they're just freaky. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
0: we
2: ask everyone what would be their last supper
3: oh my god so oh, I think start I a main
2: pud and, and and drink
3: if it was a last supper mm. i could possibly include i'm not sure this is the right combination by Doesn't I mean, okay matter. but um i might go with the curried herrings thing because it's been quite a big thing would. in our life it's sort of and it's that whole epitome of something very 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 danish um, and I really like Denmark I've spent a lot of time there our daughter lives there she's lived there for seven years studied there and did her master's there and everything She now lives there. Do you speak? Uh, uh, yeah, so. You sound
2: like you're in the, the killing. Yeah exactly or, well there or, you go or yeah the bridge.
3: well I'm partial yeah. to a jumper so um, <laughs> I speak a little Danish so I understand a lot more than I speak but our daughter speaks fluently and like I say she's lived there all these years.
1: What did you just say?
3: Uh, um I speak a little bit. Sorry, okay, yeah, I got got yeah, I never thought about that, I thought you yeah, were saying, yeah. God,
1: these bloody two women are getting my mind. <laughs> <the Shut out. laughs> no. Um, um So that would be uh, the start of uh,
3: Yalskadin ja, Kliner. No, Dean Kliner, no not deen. Your Yomelskade,
1: uh, it must be I love you. Yeah.
3: Well done, how did how you get do you that? Know
1: that? Because I had a Swedish guy uh. that loved me for a while you say Yomelskade.
3: Yeah yeah, Yelskade is how you'd say in which is I love you in Danish, yeah. The first sentence I learned in Danish was er Din Awesome. which that's is, a where, big poo. where is your turd tumbler? Oh, Ter-tum- Where is your tumble dryer, sorry?
1: <laughs> yeah. <your> tum- <clears throat> there you go, yeah. I thought it was a turd tumbler.
3: Turd tumbler. <laughs> turd tumbler. Hmm.
1: So, okay, so that starter.
2: I think
3: that would be, I mean, just because we're, we're there's a bit of reminiscing going on in mm. this conversation, and, mm. and I kind of think that that might be nice if it was going to be a last supper thing. Um The next dish, I think, would be, again, because it's got a lot of really good memories, uh, spaghetti vongole but with bataga have you ever had bataga yes yeah which is just
2: i've never had it with on,
3: spaghetti on like vongole though a, oh what, really bataga
2: what the cheese
3: no no sorry oh, no, oh, no no sorry bataga is, is the dried fish the thing dried like fish, the fish yes yeah. yes,
2: yes oh and yes i've never had that yeah
3: it's a bit we've been to sardinia a lot on holiday and it i think it is sardinian i think um and it's one of the things you either like it or you don't big time and you don't have to have it with vongole. You can just have it on like a spaghetti thing or whatever with some oil. But it's just immense. It's just amazing. And again, we've been there so many times and some great memories of the kids all growing up, went with other families and stuff. And it was just one of those things that whenever we... We used to have nights at, at the house that we rented and then we'd go out to like three restaurants and I would always try and get people to go to a different restaurant and they always said no. And we'd go to one once in a blue moon. We've been there 10 or 12 times, I think. Uh, we'd go to one and everyone would just moan about that it wasn't like the three that we uh-huh. go to so I gave up in the end um, so the three restaurants we knew I knew exactly what I was going to eat every every time I went there and this, this spaghetti vongole mm. with targa is one of the things and it's just amazing pudding oh my god anything
1: oh really
2: yeah
3: I mean I've got set of, panna cotta is a real I love panna I cotta love it.
1: <sighs> which flavour
3: well the thing is I just actually like the cream yeah and I'll have anything with it um, but I like anything. I'm like kind of, I still love a chocolate mousse if it's done well. I, li- I like anything. Tiramisu is still a favourite. Oh, yeah. I'm going a bit old school here. No, I know, but we I like it. just We're like, you know. Um, there's a few Italian restaurants that we've been to for years and years and years. And like, you know, one in particular has the trolley. Oh, I love oh, which I I like it, the trolley. But you don't always see the trolley. And like, it's just, it and just, I just like say, yeah, I'll have, yeah, any, the lot. I'll have it all. Do you think you've got good table manners? I'd like to think so. I mean, it's always tricky that, I think. And obviously in a situation like this where we're talking and eating, I don't know you're talking... It's difficult, I know, it's difficult. I think you've got great table moments. Well, I'd like to think so, but... um, I'd like to think so, but I can't stand And what can't
2: you stand in other people when you're I think one of the
3: things is, and obviously I have listened to your podcast and what have you, and I know this question was coming, but one (laughs) of the things... No, but one of the things that really irks me big time is if you especially well when you're in a restaurant rather and people sometimes are just plain rude to the people serving you mm. and it's kind of like you know they're doing their job for one thing it's actually what they do for a living or what they're doing for a living right mm. now and sometimes you know because i've i've been really lucky we all have to go to some amazing restaurants and sometimes people feel so privileged because they're used to being in those restaurants all the time but it's like I don't know. It just really I can, I almost get embarrassed sometimes. I really do, and I just find it. So it's not table manners for the for the people you're eating dinner with. Even it's it's almost the extension of it, which is. I don't know, I just really struggle with it at times. Um,
2: Rick, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you, I've really enjoyed myself, I
3: really yes, have. Thank you very much indeed. Stay. Thank you, I will.
2: Everyone in this series uh, gets a tea towel. I'm loving so it. So there you go, thank I you so much. I am loving that,
3: thank you. It's gorgeous as well. Oh yeah. That. I love it, right. Jesse
1: doesn't like leopard, but I love leopard. I do, do love like leopard, so. just not as
3: much as you. Yeah. So was the leopard your thing then?
1: No, it's not a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jessie's just incidental to this series, you know <laughs> that. That's
3: <Rick. laughs> fantastic.
2: So there is an alarm going off whilst we do this outro, but loved Rick Astley. Just as what I expected. But like so down, I hate using the word, but down to earth, like he's an international hits, like superstar singer.
1: And he's from Lancashire.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's what
1: makes the difference.
2: Yeah, just so lovely and so interesting. Not pretentious, just fun
1: and likes what he likes. Sense of humour. Yeah, great.
2: Um... It was such a pleasure to kind of listen to the story of how he came to be a star. i really enjoyed it. And I have to say, my pumpkin cake was pretty, pretty, pretty moist. good. It was pretty moist. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. This is Table Manners. We're a little tired. But Rick Astley just warmed us
1: all up and just he made was everything lovely. better. He was kind of autumnal, wasn't he? I don't know that it's because the sun oh was God, shining. On. He was steady on Nigella. he was just a kind of... Who's just such a nice, warm human being and just lovely and, and just a nice person. As you hold your primitivo. Well, and he like <laughs> primitivo. That I, just a lovely drinking partner. Jesse, hell of a quiff.
2: Yeah, wow. If Sam, my poor husband, had seen that, he would have been very he would sad. Have had quiff envy. He would have cried, I think. Thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying this, please subscribe. Jessie if you're not well you
1: haven't sworn today
2: I think I did one s-h-i-t I
1: I think it's making all the difference okay I think our listeners are going to double
2: okay I'm gonna really try to not swear as much good darling I didn't realize it was such a problem and I'm sorry and on that note I'm going to atone for my sins and go to bed some I'm bloody knackered thank you so much Thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.
0: Hold up.